Welcome to the Wicked Radio Network. Where's my guitar? Where is your guitar? We need your guitar, Hanno. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Angela's Awesome Podcast. This hi, is, Angela. Hi, Hanno. This is Angela Freeman. We're podcasting from Haley, Idaho. I'm here with my friend Hanno, who is also the producer of this show with his production company, Monkey Tongue Productions. If y'all need some music, you need a little Aww, producing you. going on, this is your guy. I'm also good with tips and tricks if you need stuff for your podcast, too. If like you want you know, microphone suggestions and things like that, I'm full of it. Yeah, he's <laughs> full of it. And we're really full of it today. Oh, my God, you guys. So we have a shorty short for you today. We were, we were seriously, Angela's sitting on the phone right now with looking up some stuff, and she finds this thing, and it says, don't be Jim stupid. Well, Hannah <laughs> said that we go, we, sometimes we need to do a lighter podcast. So today's our lighter podcast day. And we're basically going to talk about things, dumb exercises in the gym <laughs> that you should avoid at all costs or perhaps indulge in if you're feeling like you'd like to be gym stupid. So anyway, I did a Google <laughs> search and I found out, don't be gym stupid. So Hino's like, that's going to be the name. I'm like, okay. I think that was better than the other one that, that had a lot of non-PC things in yeah, it. Yeah, we try to be PC. So <laughs> you guys, first of all, I'm a personal trainer. I have been for 16 years. I've owned my own personal training gym for 13 years. And basically, I think I know everything about when it comes to weights. And um, so we're coming at you from that standpoint today. Um, I don't know everything, but I have been doing this for a really You've long been doing time. It for a long time. And I'm super into it. You've earned it. I'm super into it. So yeah. I'm establishing myself as an expert, self, self-appointed expert today to give you some inside tips of do's and don'ts when it comes to being in the gym. And there's one thing that you and your husband and business partner, Rob, always stress is safety. We do. And here's the reason why. Because when we train in the gym, we basically are, we've kind of, you know, when you become a trainer, they ask you to like, they recommend that you kind of specialize. So you kind of figure out what groups you want to work with, what's your, what's your system. So it took me a few years to kind of develop into my system. And because I used to be a real gym rat, like when I first started personal training, I was super into lifting heavy. I lifted five days a week in the gym. I just, it I was into lifting for the sake of lifting and there's nothing wrong with it. I loved it. I thought it was great. And then I was like, I'm getting kind of bored with this. Um, so I started doing more stuff outside, more trail runs and swimming and skinning at Baldy, which is on my split board and just doing these other things. And now, and I've kind of, my, I've really specialized into basically training people to get them stronger for sports. So if you're a skier, if you're a skate skier, if you're a mountain biker, if you're a runner, um, if you have kids that you're chasing around your yard, if you have to carry gro- heavy groceries in, I'm your trainer. Cause I basically am like, let me get you stronger for your life rather than let me get you stronger for a bodybuilding contest or a fitness contest or a powerlifting contest. See what I'm saying? Yep. So for me, it only makes sense that you'd be safe first because I love the gym, love working out in the gym. But if I get hurt working out in the gym, that sucks. Like, I don't want to get hurt ever, but I'm way more on board with like falling on my snowboard or falling on the trail or actually doing something fun. 
And if I do something stupid in the gym and get hurt and then I can't go snowboarding, like that's just dumb. That just doesn't make sense. So Rob and I both are all about the whole phrase risk versus benefit. Oh, okay. Right? That makes sense. So when it comes to when you're picking your exercises, so for you all you Jimmy people out there, can I say that? Jimmy? Jimmy. <laughs> um, for all you people that work gym out rats. in the gym. And if you don't work out in the gym because you hate the gym, then maybe try the gym again because the gym can be very helpful for supporting you in doing your other movement. And then if you still hate it, you know, as an eating psychology coach, I'm all in favor of doing movement that you love. I just happen to love feeling stronger in my body. And I love having a strong core because that supports my back. And then it keeps me feeling good in my life. Like it makes me feel good in my life when I'm out running with the dog, my new dog, Lucky, when I'm out, you know, skinning up the mountain, whatever, I just feel better in my body when I'm doing yoga. So risk. So when you're picking your gym exercises, rule number one, my people, rule number one is risk versus benefit. So here's what prompted me to think about this this week. I had someone come in and she's like, so I see the ski team doing squats on top of stability balls. What do you think of that? <laughs> so for those of you that aren't gym people, a stability ball is a big blown up ball. They have them in 45 centimeter, not centimeters, 45 inches. Yeah. Inches, 55 inches, 65 inches are the basic shapes and they're a round blown up ball. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Google stability balls, and then you'll be like, oh, okay. So anyway, the question was, what do you think of ski team doing squats on stability balls? And I said, I think it's stupid. And she's like, really? And I'm like, well, not that I'm opinionated or anything, but here's the deal. Okay, you're this kid. You're a ski racer, right? And so you live to ski, you live to be out there, you're competing, who knows, you may even be able to, I mean, some of these kids that live up here in Ketchum, because we live right on a ski mountain, they're going to get scholarships. Like we've had people lived in this town, like peekaboo streets from here. Yep. Okay. So we've had um, Gretchen's gold. What, what was Gretchen? Gretchen Frazier. And what event did she win? I don't remember. But she's from... She's from, we have three or four Olympic athletes. From this valley. From this valley. So Peekaboo Street, everybody knows she, who she yeah. is. Gretchen's gold. Who else do we have? Oh, boy. Anyway. And, and so, <laughs> well, anyway, they're cool. Google us. Um, so. We have a lot of great, strong teams here. And they have, train yeah, and, they, and around, even if yeah. they don't get to the Olympics, they can oftentimes get a scholarship to college. We have a lot of class people, yep. We yep. do. And I mean, sometimes with the skate skiing. So here's the deal. You're standing on a stability ball in the middle of the gym to practice. What are you? Okay. So what are you trying to get? You're obviously trying to get your balance. Yep. Right. And stronger, but mostly balance. Okay. What if you fall off the ball? Risk versus benefit. Risk versus benefit. Like what if you sprain your ankle jumping off the ball? Or you hit another piece of equipment. No, no, you can't train. Then you can't train. Then you might be out for the season. And then you might not be able to get a scholarship. So... Do it on a do it on a bosu, which is half a ball. Add some weights. Do it on one leg. You know, I just it kind of makes me crazy because it's like if you just want to if you just want I mean, there's a point where it's like, of course, you want to do stuff that makes you look cool, right? I mean, it's pretty fun to do a handstand in the middle of the room when you can hold it and you knock it out for 15 seconds, and people are like, oh, that looks so good. That's cool. You're on top of a stability ball. People are like, you look cool. But seriously, if you get hurt in the gym, it's just stupid. 
Like if you get hurt racing, that's like part of the gig, right? I mean, you're, that happens. People even competing will get hurt and it sucks. And everyone's like, oh man. But if you get hurt because you're on a stupid stability ball in the middle of the gym, like I have no sympathy for you. Zero. I actually have a little bit if you're a kid because it means your coach was an idiot. But um, <laughs> as an adult, like risk versus benefit. So anytime you're doing anything, like I've had people come in doing super. Okay. So here's, okay. So that's, that's stupid exercise. Number one, here's stupid exercise. Number two, if you're over 35 years old, don't do deep squats. I mean, come on. You've got knees that are over 35 years old at this point. Like seriously, you're going to put that kind of stress on them for what? What's the benefit? When I could just load you a little bit more, we go to 90, you come back up, we get your core, we get your back, we get your quads, we get your butt. Like, why would we put that much stress and strain on your knees? Okay, to support the physical therapists that live in the valley, (laughs) right? To support your local chiropractor. I mean, risk versus benefit. I've had so many guys, not so many, but like a handful of guys come in this fall doing this slow, deep stuff. And I'm like, what are you doing? I didn't say it like that, but I was like, <laughs> Hey, don't go that low. And they're like, Oh, I have to. Cause I'm like, why? Like, well, cause I'm getting stronger there. And I'm like, mm, no, you're not, not really. Let me, let me give you, here's some heavier dumbbells, go halfway and double your speed. They're like, Oh, that's really hard. And my knees feel so much better. I'm like, yeah, yeah hello. hello. I mean, maybe for someone like you, that's a telemarker, you would do lower lunges sometimes because you're actually going that low and it's actually functional. Well, that's yeah. I, it, and I'm doing lunges. I don't do deep squats. You don't do anymore. deep squats. Yeah. And, it's, and so it's easier when your feet are split. Yeah. I will do the actual activity that I'm doing because I yeah. know I'm actually going to go that low. Right. And, 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 and I might do some with weight, but basically, yeah, there's a little bit of muscle building, but no amount of weights is going to prepare me for 3000 vertical feet of lunges other than doing lunges lunges (laughs) with no weight. Right. Because I don't want to kill myself. Right. You know? Right. And that's, you know, the, one of the things with, uh, just the, you said the, uh, physical therapist, there have been several exercises and they're controversial because you have one person says one thing and one says the other. And, and there's one that, that a physical therapist told me, even though she uses it for rehabbing knees, she said the worst thing you could do is, is because we all see this on the cover of the Muscle and Fitness magazine Ugh. with the big, huge dude with the gigantic thighs on the leg extension machine right. lifting up the whole stack. Right. And she says, that guy can do that. You might as well kiss your knee surgery goodbye if you start doing that. Right. And, and there's a lot of controversy about it because, hey, people can go do the leg extensions all day long. But if when I had an actual physical therapist said, what... Th- activity do you do where you put your your leg in that position and extend a weight forward with your leg she said none yeah zero there's actually not a lot of controversy on that as far as physical therapists um decent trainers and doctors there's not a lot of controversy. Like anybody that has any amount of education, they'll use it for a rehab setting and that's it. They, like that's not even, that's not even controversial anymore. But the problem is, is that, that when people are on into machines, they go on to that and they, cause they've seen it right. and they start lifting huge weights with that thing. It's a, it, to, again, what, people, yes, 
professionals, they no, don't. Exactly. It's not controversial. Exactly. So I want to just I want to just explain this really quick because I did have this come up once with. Um, because I wrote a blog about um, the best exercises that everyone should do in the gym. And what Hannah was talking about is called a leg extension. You sit on this machine, your, your ankles go behind this pad and then from your, your, your knees are bent. Then you extend your legs out to straight using your quadriceps. So you're lifting the weight on top of your ankles up and down. It puts a lot of sheer force on the knee. The risk versus benefit is ridiculous unless you're in a rehab situation. That said, that's called the leg extension. What I was talking about on my blog was the hamstring curl. So it looks almost identically, almost identical, except for the bar starts at up across from your seat. You put your legs on top and you pull down towards your toe so that your feet end up behind your ankle. I mean, your feet end up below your knees. Then you straighten your legs back out. And as you straighten them out, because the weights underneath your ankles, you're using your hamstrings. You're not using your quadriceps. Your quadriceps are in front of your legs. The hamstrings are in the back. And that machine actually, even though it's not super functional, it's not functional because when do we ever do that? We don't. We don't sit and curl. No, we don't. That's not a functional movement. But that actually is really good for people. That's a yes. That's something you do want to do because what happens, especially for people that are outside a lot, is we tend to get really unbalanced. Our quads get overdeveloped. Our glutes can get a little bit. Glutes are not as much, but our hamstrings tend to... um, not be as strong that isolates the hamstrings it also works the acl mcl and lcl within your knee and your hamstring strength supports the acl which is the main ligament right down the middle of your knee so you want to do the seated hamstring curl you don't want to do the leg leg extension so that was confusing to someone she wrote back and she's like my physical therapist said never to do that and i was like actually your physical therapist told you not to do the leg extension your physical therapist told you to do the hamstring curl I've worked with at least a half a dozen physical therapists and at least a couple of surgeons. I have yet to meet anyone with that kind of education that doesn't say absolutely positively you need to do the hamstring curl. And, you know, one thing about that, uh, that using your quads versus your uh, hamstrings, I had a, a session and this is a great thing for someone to do. You'll learn a lot about what your body's doing is the isometric stretching mm. where, where, uh, so I was using a band and like you, like just for example, I'm lying on my back. I put, um, uh, it was actually like a strap strap went around my, my foot and my leg is, is extended, you know, straight up. Um, and my other leg is down. He's laying on the ground. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, and I was, I was on a, uh, a, a, a massage table. Right. Well, and face so, up, you're laying yeah. down. Basically. And so what she's doing is she's moving me back and forth and paying attention to which muscles am I firing more than the other. Oh, isn't and, that interesting? Yeah. yeah. And so what, what, because of my, because one of the things that was happening with me when I'm telemarking is I would get tired really fast. Google telemarking. If you don't know what yeah, we're talking about, it's a this. crazy, yeah. crazy thing. When it's done right, it's very pretty. It's very I, cool. It's yeah. super athletic. Yeah, it's fun. I'm a snowboarder. I, I like to cheat. I, and, and for me, for my bad knees, it's actually really good because you're in a constant state of motion. Right. And so what, what, what she found out by doing these, these stretches is that I tend to do almost all my firing with my quad rather than my hamstrings. Which and is she, normal. Exactly. And she said, and it's very typical with men because men tend to do these 
we want to go sit on the leg extension machine right. and, and we don't pay enough attention to our hamstrings. Right. And, and, and a lot of it she said is, and when, when this got pointed out to me, she said, visualize your qua, your, your ham firing with your hamstring. So when, when she would move me in the direction that I'm supposed to be using my hamstring, she said, okay, now, you know, utilize right. that. Think about it because I literally had to retrain myself when I did that. I didn't get tired as quickly because I was using the right muscle for right. the right movement rather than using the wrong one for everything. And people that don't work out in a gym in general tend to not be as strong in their hamstrings because when you're outside running or hiking or all that stuff, we just don't fire the hamstrings as much as we fire the quads. That's where that imbalance comes from. That's why a lot of kids, you know, they get into high school sports and then you hear of young, you know, you hear these kids, mostly a lot of, you know, teenage girls, they're ripping their ACL is the most common ACL, MCL, because their their hamstrings are just not as strong and they're doing these strong cutting sports without being properly trained. So those all those things go along. Interesting. Um, okay, so stupid move number, I don't know what number we're on. Three. Three, okay. Did you find one? I saw it. Well, no, I have another one. Okay, go ahead. What's your so other one? What, I'm forgetting what this one's called. When you do oh, this. Oh, God. Okay, good one. Good one. What it's good. called. It's called an upright row. Yes, so basically, yes, yes, yes. Oh, my God. Okay, so Google upright row. God, everyone's but seen this. basically, you stand Once there. Once again, some big-ass bodybuilder doing right. this on the and cover guys, of Muscle and Fitness. Here's the thing. Bodybuilders do a lot of crazy exercises because they are competing in a way where they get really lean by starving themselves in a very specific way so that you can see every single muscle. So they need to get every single muscle. So they're training in a very different way than we're talking about. We're talking about normal people because yeah. bodybuilders are normal. No, I know. <laughs> no, but we're talking about people that like just want, we're talking about people that, that just want to get stronger for their life. That's basically what we're doing. We're yeah. not talking about bodybuilding contests. We are not talking about fitness contests. So they're trying to very much with an up. So an upright row, you're standing there, you hold on to a bar with a narrow grip with your hands pretty close together at your and, waist at your waist. And it's just kind of hanging there. So imagine yourself standing, you're holding onto a bar or dumbbells, and then you're going to let your elbows fly out to the side and basically bring your hands towards your chin, chin. sliding the barbell up your body. Oh my God. Dumbest exercise ever. There's just so many bad it's kinetics so with that. Bad. The, first of all, it's super hard on your elbows because your elbows are at this weird degree and loaded. Secondly, it, it fires up your traps, which unless you're super into bodybuilding or like trying to get bigger as a guy, like women don't want to work their traps. Like your traps are basically right at the end of your, um, at the end, the bottom of your neck as it starts to go out towards your shoulders. There's a big muscle group there called your traps. And if you make those bigger, you look like you a look guy. Like you have no neck. Yeah, you look like you have no neck. I mean, it's very attractive. You know, the people that have that and actually need that, gymnasts. Totally. And but they don't do upright rows. They just get developed there by by doing their exercise. By what by they do. Movements. By what exactly. they do. You know, the the crazy stuff that those yeah. guys do. Um, especially so yes, okay, good one. Upright row. Don't do Seriously, it. There was, uh, there was a gym I went to and they literally had it at the front door, a huge Ugh. poster. And, and and that just basically, you said, you're an idiot if you it do these. Oh, it did on the oh, poster? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. It was, okay. The, I was, it was literally say. there to just basically tell people, this is something that you should never do. Okay. And this is why. And it literally went into the, the, the your body geometry and why this is really bad. So now, bad. Now, somebody, and here's the thing. People will sit there and say, well... 
you know, anything can be safe if you use the proper technique and you don't lift. Yes. Risk yes, versus benefit. But risk versus benefit. If you're sitting there, you know, sure. How, yeah, yeah, how much do you want to stress your elbows? Yeah. There's so Why? many, there's Why? so many Here's other, the other exercises. Thing. Here's the other question. When you say risk versus benefit, you ask yourself, Why? Why are you doing this? <laughs> like, if you don't know why, you need to know why. Like, I'll tell you why I put you on the hamstring curl. I want to get your hamstring stronger, and I want to strengthen because those help support the ligaments in your knee, and it totally isolates your hamstrings. Uh, why do I want you to do lunges? I want you to do lunges because it's going to fire your butt. It's a moving, dynamic exercise. I can get you going in all directions, which is going to change the, which is going to strengthen the ligaments in your knee, strengthen your quads, and then when we move in our life in all directions, you're going to be stronger there. So you're going to be less likely to roll your ankle, to twist your knee, to do anything like that. Plus, it's going to give you a nice ass. Okay, so I can tell you why. Like, I can tell you why we do these things. I do a ton of back in my programs because we tend to go forward. We pick up our kids. We're sitting at the computer. We're driving the car. We're reaching down to pick things up. We slump forward with our shoulders. It can cause women, especially especially as you start getting into your 40s, it starts to cause neck issues because your shoulders are slumped forward and then your head's judging forward and so your neck's always under pressure. So I have people work their back, which is like your trapezia, um, not really your traps as much, but your um, rhomboids in the middle, your lat, your lats on the sides, and I have you opening your shoulders, the back of the shoulder, the rear deltoid. I have you open your shoulders so it gives you better posture and it helps support your neck. So that's why I have people do lower back exercises because when you're stronger through the front of your core and the and the back of your core, you're not going to have lower back issues. I mean. I have you do sprints um, in the gym because if you get anaerobic, I know that you're going to release more human growth hormone, which is going to help your body get leaner. Plus, if you ever do anything where you need to go like you're out mountain biking and you have a short, um, you know, short hill, you just want to roll over. You can just power up over that. I, I can tell you why I do every single exercise. So if you don't know why you're doing it, just just. Decide if you want to do it. Okay, here's another stupid exercise. Don't ever do this. Lat pull down behind the head. Yep. Okay, you see someone doing the lat pull down behind the head, you know that they started working out in the late 70s. Exactly. Okay, it sticks your head forward. We already are moving forward too much. Like, we need to get our head, because that can cause neck alignment. It doesn't even really get the lats. I mean, oh my gosh, do not do the lat pull down behind your neck. You look like an idiot. <laughs> Stop it. Stop. Lean yeah. back a little I, bit, chest up. And the other thing with the lap hold in is don't lean all the way back because then you're just turning it into a row. Yep. Like it needs, you need to lean back a little bit. Otherwise, that way you're getting a different angle. So, so I, I'm a reformed rear lat pull down. Oh God, me too. Uh, I no longer do it. Well, me too. When I first started training, we all, okay, let's oh, do them in front, let's do them in back. Just a bunch of meatheads. I even did pull-ups that way. Totally. Oh, <laughs> don't do pull-ups that way either, people. God. But that's so old school. Okay. It really is. It's funny. It's super old, it's school, so old school and it's just stupid. Okay. Uh, what else do we have? What else do we have? Well, explain... Why, when <laughs> we have no script for this podcast, yeah. you guys, in case Ex you can't tell, <laughs> Ex explain to our listening audience why the first time that a bunch of men came in to work out with your husband one night and started asking, Why are we doing any curls? <laughs> okay. So here's me and Rob. Okay, so here's the other thing about me and Rob. Like, first of all, 
And again, we're not bodybuilders. We're not training people for a fitness contest. We're training people to get stronger for outside, right? So we're lucky if we can get our people in the gym twice a week because our people are active. Our people are mountain biking. They're running. They're skate skiing. They're cycling, road biking. They're rock climbing. They're skiing. They're uh, how many? What are swimming? What other sports do we have up here? I mean, basically, if you can do it outside, people are doing it here. But they come see us and they sacrifice two hours of their life to do the gym stuff because they want to be fitter and do better with their sports. People up here are a little crazy about it. So people come in and are like, why are we doing curls? Like you never do arms. And I'm like, listen, here's the deal. I get you for two hours a week. I have to make every single exercise count. If I put you on a set of rows, you're automatically getting some bicep. If I put you on pull-ups or negatives, negatives is basically, um, you jump up and lower yourself down if you can't do a full pull-up. Um, and it's easier to keep it out of your neck. So that's what I tend to do with women anyway. Um, I go, we're getting tons of bicep. Plus we're getting your back. I am not going to waste time having you stand here doing one teeny tiny muscle curl. Here's the other stupid thing to do when you're working out. Don't do the small groups first. Like you don't want to do curls and then try to go get to your back because the biceps assist your back. So don't blow your biceps out. Do your back first. Don't do your triceps before you do your chest press. Because the, And don't do your triceps before you do shoulders. Because the triceps assist with any type of shoulder movement that's functional and any kind of chest movement that's functional. Push-ups, alternating chest press on the ball, planks, uh, hip thrusts, anything like that. You need your triceps fresh. You, don't go do, you do the small groups later if you're going to do them at all. So that's why we don't do curls. We don't have time for that nonsense. Now, if you're a bodybuilder, you got to do curls. Yeah, because you're, you're, you're actually sculpting yourself. But I mean, I have plenty of definition in well, my biceps at, and I never do curls. Look at your husband. I know, he's my husband. Specimen. Oh my God, he's totally. And you know what he does is how he gets his biceps. Rob actually, he's a rock climber. He actually has this crazy board. I'll have to take a picture of tw- and tweet it. This crazy board with all these different finger grips yeah, yeah, that he yeah. does pull-ups and hangs on. Yeah. Oh my God, it's awful. And here's the thing is, is this is the other thing is a lot of people, a lot of guys, yeah. a lot of guys are going, okay, I want to, I want to, you know, I want to, I want to put a little bit of weight on. I want to look a little bigger. Right. Okay. Why are you working one of the tiniest muscle groups in your entire <laughs> know, body? You your should, back is the largest muscle group. If you want to get bigger, Pull-ups, push. Okay, and here's another thing. If you want to get bigger, then you need to be doing between 8 and 12 reps. That's your building set, okay? You want to bulk up. You want to go as heavy as you can anywhere. Usually like 8 to 10 is even more. 12 is starting to get a little high. You want to go as heavy as you can 8 to 10 times. You need to eat all the time, and you need to be working out constantly, okay? We just don't have any people that want to get bigger. We have people that want to get stronger. Like they are what they are. They don't care. They just want to get faster on their bike. But that's what kind of reps you want to do. If you want to get faster on your bike, you're going to do stuff that's a little longer and you're definitely going to go faster. Lunges, step ups, especially step ups, like knee ups on the boxes or benches, like, you know, getting those hip flexors going, working on your speed. Here's another stupid thing to do in the gym. Slow and heavy if you want to get faster. Hello? You go (laughs) fast. You want to get faster? Move faster. Now, you know, in the off season, you may end up going a little heavier and a little slower to maybe bulk up a little bit and kind of mix it up. But as the closer you get to your season, you, if you want to be faster, you've got to move faster. Yeah, you do the stuff that, that you're doing. So I had a bunch of boys in my ski conditioning from Rob's class. Um, awesome guys. But I am telling you, they come into my class and they're sort of like, 
what, you know, and, and I said to Rob, which of course he had to tell them little Turkey, but I was like, boy, those boys, man, they're not into moving fast. And so Rob passed it on. They're like, we're here. We're not going fast enough. I'm like, you're not. I go, you're on my turf now, <laughs> but you know what? It's a different, they're Angela. training for, they're training for ski conditioning. Yeah. What they're training for is they're training so that they can kick butt coming down the mountain, doing the bumps, doing the big turns, doing the powder skiing. If we ever get powder, you really, you want to do that stuff slow or you want to do it fast. Yeah. And, and it's just a known fact that your husband is the big softy. I know he's a softy. Every guy that comes into Angela's class after they've been with Rob is like, Oh my God. <laughs> they get about 40 <laughs> minutes in. They're like, I'm going to bonk. <laughs> like, oh, she's making us run the whole time. Our heart rate is sitting in my throat. Although it's pretty funny because, um, Rob t- taught a couple classes for me when I was in Mexico with Sharon a few weeks ago. And people were like, he was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like he can train it like me if he wants to. He just doesn't like to do that kind of work. And he's yeah. Rob's four years older than me. He has funkier knees. He just doesn't do as much jumping around as I do. You know, but you do a lot of jumps. I do a lot of jumping around. Yeah. I mean, that'll probably change when I get to be old like him. <gasps> I hope he doesn't listen to this. But the great thing about so the, the great thing about when you're doing jumps is you have options. You, you have can options. Jump oh, little, I always give you. You yeah. can jump a lot. Okay. You can jump with one leg. You can jump with two legs. You know, like with me, with my back. The days that I'm feeling my back, I'll jump up with one foot. Yeah, okay. If Here, I'm feeling great, I'll do both. Here's the other stupid move. Jumping when you shouldn't be jumping. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Here's the other stupid move. Doing things that don't honor your body. Yeah. Okay. Here's another one of my pet peeves. So, (laughs) oh my God, this is so easy. I don't even have to have a script. Okay. So when you're doing the chest press or a push up, okay. So we have different size chests. I don't know if you boys have ever noticed that, but sometimes people have different size chests. Are you saying that some women have bigger boobies than others? I'm saying that they have not only that. Maybe we noticed that. Maybe you (laughs) noticed. And not only that, like different people have different size rib cages outside of the boobies that Hannah was talking about. So, and men have different size chests. And then in relation, our chest size to our arm length. Okay, so we're all built differently. So when you go into some fitness class and they say you have to touch the ground with your chest in order to do a correct push up or you're doing a barbell press and they say you have to touch the bar to your chest in order for it to be a correct chest press. They don't know shit. They don't know what they're talking about, because here's the deal when and and do this. If you put your left hand on your chest. okay, so do this with me. And then extend your right hand out. So your right hand's out straight and your left hand's on your chest. Okay. So we're going to bend the right arm to 90 so that your elbow is right across from your shoulder. Drop your hand a little bit like you're going to elbow up, hand down. Yeah. Yeah. Now bring your hand out in front of your elbow. Oh, yeah. Okay. So like half a chest press. Now from there, pretend you have weight, push out and feel your chest move. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, put your hand up on your shoulder a little bit okay. and keep it on your chest. Now, if you drop your elbow back further and start to push, oh, yeah. does your, is your chest firing? No. No, it's your shoulder. Yeah, it's all okay. shoulder. So as soon as my elbow... Yeah, I, I can feel it immediately. As soon as my elbow goes further back than my chest... Than the plane of your body, basically. Than the plane of my body, it goes into my shoulder. I've taken the work away from my chest and I've put it in my shoulder. So which muscle group is bigger, your chest or your shoulder? 
Your shoulder ends up working more. Your shoulder ends up working more, but which muscle is bigger? Oh, bigger. Oh, your chest is a bigger. Way bigger. Yeah, Just yeah, like yeah. your back is way bigger yeah, than your yeah, bicep. Yeah. Your chest is a way bigger muscle. Look at a skeleton if you need to. Your chest is a way bigger muscle than your shoulder. So anytime that you go lower than that, you're not only putting extra unnecessary impingement on your shoulder, you're asking your shoulder to carry the load. So you're going to be limited by how much you can work your chest. So if you're doing chest press with dumbbells and you're going lower, you're not going to be able to actually go as heavy as you could go on your chest because oh, you're going to yeah. be limited by how strong your shoulder is. And talk about risk versus reward. What is one of the worst injuries to get over? Shoulder. Rotator cuff injuries. Totally. Horrible. Any shoulder injury yeah, is terrible horrible. because the shoulder is such a so complicated, complicated joint. Yep. If, if, if you, I had a, uh, uh, a friend of mine who's uh, in school for physical therapy. Yeah. And, and she showed me the layers of muscles we have in our shoulders, you know, because that was one of the things I had a problem with. And, and she's like, this is why this muscle group sucks. Right. Why you don't want to get hurt here is look no. at this. And she showed me all these different strands and layers and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oof, no wonder. Wow. I mean, there's a lot of stuff working together there. Yeah. So, and so the next time you go into your local gym that has you do a lot of push-ups, which is what I did in L.A., I went to a CrossFit gym and I was doing push-ups because I have long arms and I have a really big rib cage, but I don't have big boobs, but I have long arms. So when I do a push-up or I do a chest press, the bar doesn't hit my chest and I don't hit the ground because mm. I yeah. stop because, and uh, also the time I was in LA for a few months, I was 42. So I had 42 year old shoulders, right? So I go in there, there's this young cute little coach and she's like you need to do those on your knees until you can go all to the raise of the ground and I was like okay um which by the way brings me to the next dumb move but um I was like okay by the way as soon as I go to my knees I'm taking my abs out of it and secondly I care about my shoulders so I'm good she's like oh all right. <laughs> like, I don't even think she even understood yeah, why? why she was saying yeah, that yeah. right and if you have a larger chest and shorter arms you might hit the ground Oh, it's a lot easier. Absolutely. And if you ever look at powerlifting contests where they do the chest press, the guys with the big barrel chests and the short arms win mm-hmm. because it's an, it's a leverage thing. Yeah. Right. Stupid move. Number three. This isn't actually a stupid Five move. Five or but, six. Or eight or ten. You, this isn't actually a stupid move, but you should, you should definitely be picking this. Push-ups on the knees versus push-ups on the feet versus plank. Okay? If you're doing push-ups on your knees, you're only getting your chest, your shoulders, and your triceps. You're not getting your core. Teeny bit. If you do push-ups from your feet, even if they're smaller push-ups, you're getting all of the upper body movement Plus, you're getting a ton of core. And if you're just doing plank, you're getting more core. So as soon as you drop your knees to do more push-ups, realize that you're completely taking your abs out of it. Plank and push-ups is one of my favorite ab exercises. And as soon as you go to your knees, it's not an ab exercise anymore. So if you want to get stronger in your core, stay on your feet, even if the push-up is smaller. And tip number two on that is use the squat rack and use the bar so you've got a little bit of a height so you're not getting so much well and you're not getting you're not getting such a pull from gravity so it'll be easier and you can work up to being on the ground and you're still getting the full benefits of a push-up totally and and you can you can uh structure yourself and then you can just angle that totally that bar or a bench or whatever it is that you're using 
that is adjustable. Totally. Okay, so last thing I want to say is um, if you need to be entertained, Google stupid exercises in the gym. <laughs> There's some good ones. There's some people doing some really weird things standing on some really weird things. And I just want you to have a little chuckle, think risk versus benefit, and just... Enjoy being sarcastic and <laughs> if you, there was superior. A, there's a, uh, um, a television show called Iconoclast where they bring in two different people from two different uh, walks of life activities or whatever, and they hang out together. And, and it's a great program. I love it. It's a great show if you can find uh, old episodes of it. But they had one where Eddie Vedder went and hung out with Laird Hamilton in Hawaii. And Eddie is, is a surfer. Right. You know, that was his when he was before he got into Pearl Jam. I mean, that was his. Thing. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. He's avid surfer. Right. And and Laird, huge fan of the band, the whole thing, you know. And and so uh, they're on Hawaii and and they're just showing Laird doing some of his training. And he is literally doing, you know, squatted down over one of those balls like we we're talking about a 55 right. inch, you know, ball doing, you know, whatever it was, arm exercises he was doing, you know, curls and lat this and that. And then he started jumping up and down on it. Wow. And I'm like, I was just like, and I sat there and for a moment I thought, you know what? I want to try that could really be painful. <laughs> I mean, cause I do like to, so this is the thing that I like to do in the gym where I've changed and gone from the 1970s and eighties is rather than sit there and, 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 and be tough guy for swinging up, you know, whatever amount of weight on dumbbells, I will do the exact same, you know, exercise, but I will do it on one foot. Right. Or I will do it on the half of BOSU or whatever it is. So I incorporate balance and core into something. It also makes me lower the weight and slow down a little and be a little more better, a little more careful with my form because guess what? I'm also balancing. Right. You know, and, and it was a weird thing to get myself. It was hard to get myself out of this mindset of like, I have to stand there and do, you know, yeah, I, I mean, can do more. Yeah. That's another thing. If you're in the gym, you don't want to be in there for the rest of your life every single day multitask yeah like do some balance work do a lunge plus an overhead press do um a squat plus a row do um a step up plus an overhead press do um a squat to a twist do a chop down to a split squat do you know do a lunge with a twist get your core in your legs i mean multitask yeah. i'm all for it set up Just, set up two or three exercises and go back and forth totally because to me the stupidest exercise in the gym is mr i'm walking around recovering between sets <laughs> Yeah, picking. Oh yeah, check out my. Oh yeah, selfie. Yeah. All well, right, and, selfie. but that's something that people need to do if they're trying to get bigger because you don't want to do a bunch of cardio in the middle, and you need to do it as heavy as you can, and then you need to yeah, rest. It. So it's a different kind of. Le- but it doesn't work for someone like you who's trying to get stronger to go telemark. You're not in the gym. I just for now, the sake of being in the gym. Well, and also I want to be. I want to get in. And I want to get out. I'm tired of spending. I I used to spend two three hours at exactly. the gym four days a week. You know, did the whole program exactly. Backs and biceps. Blah blah blah. You know what? I want to go in. I want to spend forty five minutes an hour. I want to get my heart rate up. Yep. I want to get the maximum out of there, and I want to go home, and I want to feel good, like I accomplished something. And and at, at, ever since I've started doing that, it just it makes me. And they're friends of mine too at the gym. You know, they're they're people that I. Know. Yeah, they got their gloves on, they got yep. their belt on, and they do their set, and then they walk around. Yeah, totally. It, just, it cracks me up. Me too. <laughs> 
<laughs> all right, you guys. Thanks for listening. Um, of course, if you do like doing all this stuff and you do like the stupid exercises, we say good for you. Good for you. Do Hold what you your love. own. You know we love everybody. Love and tolerance is our code. And um, we'll talk to you guys next week. We'll be back on the eating psychology and, you know, more serious stuff. But for today, don't do anything stupid in the gym. <laughs> Angela's Gym, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, going to Angela's.com for the blog. Ida Hanno. Yeah, share share with us your if if, if send me some good pictures. Yeah, if we miss something, you know, I'm take, sure we take did. Some stealth stealth photos of your favorite gym guy. There's like plenty of plenty of great <laughs> oh. great fodder out there for this yeah. topic. Okay, you guys, thanks for listening. Bye.